Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 28. It is Friday, December 20th, 2019. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and may the force be with you. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. So, you know, I created this cybersecurity daily to create a, a shorter daily show. And my goal was to keep it under 10 minutes every day. And it's gotten increasingly harder to do. And I don't think today is going to be the exception to the rule. Uh, a lot to report as I start, you know, I typically start putting these shows together the day before. And um, late last night, more stuff kept popping up. So lots to talk about today. But we're going to start off with the theme of today's shows. May the force be with you. Of course, I will be going to see Star Wars this weekend with my son. Um, but with that comes the bad news. Star Wars sites purporting to have pirated versions of the Rise of Skywalker are popping up. The goal of these phishing sites is, of course, to install malware. Avoid these sites unless you want to risk a malicious attack. Now, uh, some of the other phishing, Rise of Skywalker phishing sites are actually stealing your credit and debit cards. They will say, hey, come watch the movie. Put in your credit card information and you're wiped out so avoid trying to watch any pirated versions of rise of skywalker just go watch it in the movie theaters give your money to disney it's the right thing to do um sisa has advised that there is a drupal update available to address a critical flaw update drupal to 7.69 or 8.711 or 8.8.1 to prevent remote hackers from compromising web servers and if you are on wordpress and you're using 301 redirects easy redirect manager you'll want to update that right away there is apparently 70,000 people with this installed it uh there is a critical vulnerability the vulnerability allows any authenticated users including subscribers to be able to modify delete or create a redirect rule that could potentially take your site down the latest version is 2.4.5 all right so on to the news that i have Beyond that, on the Hacker News, Google, this is actually pretty cool. Um, Google offers financial support support to open source projects for cybersecurity. So besides rewarding ethical hackers from its pocket for responsibly reporting vulnerabilities in third-party open source projects, Google today announced financial support for open source developers to help them arrange additional resources prioritizing the security of their products. So pretty cool. They recognize that. You know, there are, there are uh, projects out there that maybe they don't have the resources to um, ensure that it is a secure project. And so Google is now offering some resources, financial resources for that. On Cyware, and I'm going to talk about this more on the weekly podcast today, um, K-12 Cybersecurity Act introduced to protect schools from ransomware. So I reported earlier this week, there's a report out that there's been more than a thousand schools impacted by ransomware this year. Uh, So, of course, comes legislation with that, right? Against the background of ransomware attacks hitting schools frequently, senators have introduced the K-12 Cybersecurity Act. This act comprises of guidelines that can help establish guidelines to protect schools from ransomware attacks. Uh, I mean, have IT that, that is capable of suggesting the proper things. And that would probably do the trick. You know, we're, we're ready, letting anybody t- handle the IT, and that's where it becomes an issue. So Senators Gary Peters, Democrat of Michigan, and Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, look at that, Republicans and Democrats working together, 
who are members of the Senate Homeland Security as well as Governmental Affairs Committee, are responsible for introducing this legislation. Uh, schools are becoming popular targets. As I said a few minutes ago, more than 1,000 educational institutions fell victim to ransomware infections in the first nine months of 2019, according to MCSoft. Payroll information details of staff, students, including medical records, were at risk because of these infections. So the act will require DHS, which is Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, which is CISA, to study the cybersecurity risks associated with the K-12 educational institutions. The CISA must, be, must then develop an online toolkit tool kit and recommendations that would aid schools in preventing ransomware attacks. Although it doesn't provide funding, the act would provide a framework for schools to follow. So, you know, I don't know if there is a framework on NIST for, for educational. I haven't seen one, but then again, I haven't really looked for one. They do have a lot of different frameworks. So maybe it's something already exists that they can work off of, but we'll see. Also on Cyware, new Doodle malware hides behind Microsoft Excel documents. Security researchers have spotted custom malware dubbed Doodle that is being used by Rancor Cyber Espionage Group. This malware is said to be distributed by Microsoft, by Microsoft Excel documents. So they're distributing a new malware through Microsoft Excel, which is not that method is not new, but um, haven't heard a lot about it except for macros. Haven't heard much lately. So Rancor Threat Group, this threat group is believed to be active since 2017 and has been targeting government institution. This group has been known for targeted attacks in Southeast Asia in 2017 and 18. The Rancor Threat Group was observed to be propagating the Doodle malware using weaponized Microsoft Excel documents. So it is a macro. A malicious macro will be triggered as soon as the victim opens the Excel document. When enable content is clicked, the macro begins to run. The macro that then locates and executes specific data under the company field and the document's properties. The primary behavior of the malware is to take is taken care of by an export function called DLL install. So what is it capable of doing? It is capable of downloading and uploading files, deleting files, taking screenshots, terminating specific processes, executing commands, listing folder contents, and enumerate processes and storage volumes. So it looks like it's uh, going to steal information, identity, and location, and things like that. So be, be wary of... You shouldn't open Excel documents that you know are not sent to you. You're not expecting. Um, I'm going to talk about Emotet a little bit today on, on the weekly podcast, but on Bleeping Computer, Emotet malware uses Greta Thun Thunberg demonstration invites as lure. So in other, in other words, Greta Thunberg demonstration uh, emails going out, inviting you to, to see it, and instead you're going to get the Emotet malware. So Emotet has started a new spam campaign that is banking off popularity of, envi of environmental activist Greta Thunberg and her dedication to climate movement. Unsuspecting users who think they are getting info about an upcoming climate crisis demonstration will instead find that they have become infected with Emotet and other malware. So you're not getting an invite, you're getting malware. Merry Christmas. Um, a data, this is on this was sent to me actually by by a listener, uh, a BuzzFeed News data leak exposed the personal information of over 3,000 Ring users. So I wrote a blog post that I'm going to talk more about today, on the daily, on the weekly, sorry, uh, about the Ring hacks and how the issue is really 
not on the side of Ring, which is owned by Amazon. Um, it's really the users. But the login credentials for 3,672 Ring camera owners were compromised this week, exposing login emails, passwords, time zones, and the names people give to specific Ring cameras. So that's kind of scary, which are often the same as camera locations, such as bedroom or front door and things like that. Using the login email and password, an intruder could access a Ring customer's home address, telephone number, and payment information, including the kind of card they have and its last four digits and security code. An intruder could also access live camera footage from all active Ring cameras associated with the account, as well as a 30 to 60 day video history, depending on the user's cloud storage plan. So what's the answer here? Um, without going too far into this, because it's a long article. The answer is turn on two-factor authentication and use better passwords, uh, but turn on two-factor authentication. That would make it impossible, nearly impossible, for somebody else to log in remotely. There are some things that Amazon could be doing on their end, and I'm sure they will address it at some point. But as of right now, two-factor authentication is an option. Turn it on. Um, also uh, reported yesterday, um, I saw someone else share this, but I found it on ThreatPost. 267 million Facebook users' phone numbers exposed online. So once again, data from Facebook is found online. Now, this doesn't look to be Facebook's fault, but a database exposing the names, phone numbers, and Facebook user IDs of millions of platform users was left unsecured on the web for nearly two weeks before it was removed. Security researcher Bob Dechenko, who along with Comparatech, discovered the unsecured Elasticsearch database, believe it belongs to a cyber criminal organization as opposed to Facebook. Dechenko went to the internet service provider, managing the IP address of the server so that the access could be removed. So that is a little, um, you know, Facebook is really, really taking a beating this year. But, um, you know, the, your data is out there. So if you think you have privacy and you're on Facebook, you don't. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, TikTok. TikTok is also taking a beat. Um, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting one. Your data, you, your, your information is out there, and it can be scraped. You're leaving enough on the Internet. You're leaving enough of a footprint on the Internet to be scraped and compiled. Um you know, you know, I'll talk about that in another episode. So if you're using social media on the Internet, your your information is out there. At the same time, somebody is compiling lists. And this, so this one is 267 million Facebook users. And that's that's uh, a lot of information. Um, good news for those of you that deal with robocalls like myself. Um, robocall fines will rise to $10,000 per call under newly passed law. Uh, this was announced yesterday. This was uh, this is on TheVerge.com. After months of negotiations, Congress approved a landmark bill on Thursday to stop the flood of illegal robocalls. The president is expected to sign it into law within the next few days. Telephone Robocall Abuse Criminal Enforcement and Deterrence Act, or the TRACED Act, empowers the federal... I love how they come up with these acronyms, though. Empowers the federal government... With new abilities to go after illegal robocallers, once traced is enacted, the Federal Communications Commission could fine robocallers up to $10,000 per call. So there are some people that are going to owe like $50,000, $60,000 just in one day to my phone. It, it also would require major carriers like AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile to deploy a new technology called STIR slash SHAKEN into their networks, which will make it easier for consumers to know if they're receiving a call from spoof number. 
Now, my only concern with this is I could see where, you know, I, I myself and, and a lot of other people um, use Google Voice or other uh, VoIP services like that, similar to that, and I wonder if it's going to impact that. So that shall s we shall see. Those, technically, that's not a spoof number, but I wonder if that will um, will impact will be impacted by this in any way. And finally, CMS yesterday, blue blue button 2.0 coding bug exposed PHI of 10,000 Medicare beneficiaries. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, also known as CMS, has the, discovered a bug in its blue button 2.0 API that exposed the PHI of 10,000 Medicare beneficiaries. Access to the blue button API has been temporarily suspended while the CMS investigates and completes a comprehensive code review the CMS has not produced a timeline for when the Blue Button 2.0 service will be resumed. So they did shut it down immediately once they discovered the issue, but on December 4th, 2019, the CMS was alerted to a data anomaly with the Blue Button API by a third-party application partner. The CMS confirmed the data anomaly and immediately suspended access to the production environment while the matter was investigated. So I'm going to talk more about that also today. Um, but if you have Medicare, your, your information may have been exposed. That's going to do it. I, I did do it a little quicker than I expected, so that's good. But uh, that's going to do it for today's daily cybersecurity. Um, we'll be back Monday morning. We'll be a short week next week. We won't be recording on Christmas Day. And I may not record on Christmas Eve. I don't know. Um, so, but I will record on Monday and so I will talk to you on Monday. Every, until then, everybody stay secure and have a great weekend.